0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from
1: favorite tournament of the year the golfers are in Augusta Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket and DraftKings the leader in one day fantasy sports is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green this week DraftKings is giving you a free shot at 1 million dollar top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN if you haven't tried DraftKings Daily Fantasy this is the time it's easy to play Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
2: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective, with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
3: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Tuesday, April 6th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Momentarily, We'll have Jimmy Murphy alongside as well as we're ready to break down the Tuesday uh, NHL card, a big one. So let's get right to it. It is a big slate. We'll start with the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, New Jersey, uh, minus 155 uh, home favorites, the total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. Uh, obviously, the Buffalo Sabres have had a rough go, but little pulse, a little life. A little energy, a little, a little something from the Buffalo Sabers. At least the last few games, uh, I think we're starting to see that from them. Uh, they beat the Flyers last week to snap that ugly losing streak. They have a chance to beat the Rangers in an overtime, but fall short three two. And then they come back and they beat the Rangers three to two in a shootout uh, on Saturday. So all of a sudden, here's the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, you know, going two and one uh, in their last three games, and to be honest with you, they could be three and zero. Uh, in their last three games remember they collapsed against philly in the first game that they lost to the flyers where they had that three nothing lead blew the game and lost in overtime the bottom line is the sabers have perked up the last week they've been ultra competitive they've been right in games they've started to win a couple of games and that's something that i like going into this game no taylor hall tonight the big news of course that uh the sabers holding him out of the lineup is like due to the fact that likely a possible trade is coming down the pike for Taylor hall. Not sure who would want him. I sure as hell wouldn't, but someone would apparently, but (laughs) nevertheless, it looks like he uh, is being held out of the lineup for a potential trade. I don't think that's some great loss. It's like, wow, we we can't win. We can't compete without Taylor hall. He's been, uh, you can't find him with a telescope on the ice in a lot of games this year uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think that's that big of a, a, a dramatic loss by any stretch of the imagination, Uh, You know, they do have a couple still have Eichel out. I get it. Curtis Lazar is out now. Dylan Cousins out now, but the effort's been solid. Uh, New Jersey, you know, struggling to find ways to win. They battled the Capitals pretty, uh, pretty tough on the weekend, uh, but they fell behind early. Uh, They tried or they actually scored the first goal, but couldn't sustain it. Uh, They fell behind by a couple of goals and tried to battle back, but just not enough to get over the hump and win that game against Washington. But uh, we're talking about two teams that are obviously struggling. And you've got one team laying minus 150 New Jersey. Hell, Buffalo's played pretty well against New Jersey uh, this season as well. They've actually managed to really be a, a tough out for the uh, Devils. I'm on Buffalo here. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the Buffalo Sabres here. Plus 135 to plus 140. Taylor Hall who gives two shits that he's out of the lineup. Nope. The, the bottom line is the rest of the team is playing hard, They're starting to compete a little bit more. Casey Middlestad, I think, has played well lately. Reinhardt, Olofsson. Uh, I've gotten them some offense in recent games. Even Kyle Ocposo, Tristan, uh, uh, Tage Thompson, I should say, uh, has hit the uh, score sheet in recent games for the Sabres as well. So I like the effort we're seeing under Don Granado, the interim coach, these last few games. I'll look toward Buffalo here at the plus price. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here, Sabres and Devils?
4: I want nothing to do with this game. These are, these are two ugly teams headed towards the bottom of the division. He uh, said Buffalo has played New Jersey well. Uh, Buffalo has lost 10 straight on the road, where New Jersey has lost 14 of the last 16 at home. Uh, you know, price wise, I would either, if you like Buffalo, obviously take the money line. If you lean toward New Jersey, you can get a better price adjusted in regulation, but I'm just going to stay away from this one altogether.
3: All right, we've got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 125, home favorites, total six, uh, shaded to the over. I'm on the Rangers here at minus 120. I like They're off the loss in the shootout to Buffalo, and yeah, that's going to look pretty bad. Uh, But the Pittsburgh Penguins, I could see them starting to, you know, on the road, let's be honest, they haven't been quite as good as they've been at home, the Pittsburgh Penguins. That concerns me a little bit. Uh, And the New York Rangers are starting to, you know, their offense since Artemi Panarin's been back has been great. Sabanajad's been excellent. Uh, they've gotten Chris Kreider and Adam Fox on the blue line, getting him back. That guy's a really good defenseman. Adam Fox is going to have a nice career for the New York Rangers in the NHL. I've been impressed with his game, puck moving, uh, ability to chip in offensively from that blue line. Really good stuff from him. And Igor Shosturkin, hey, he's red hot right now. He's playing some good uh, uh, good performance from him in net lately. I don't love the fact that Jari's in net off an injury. That always concerns me that first game uh, when you're returning from an injury. Pittsburgh, again, really good run. A lot of the wins have been at home. They're a little bit of a home-road dichotomy-type team they've been this year, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I'm on the Rangers here, minus 120, minus 125. Very, very heavy over-trending series history with the Rangers and the Penguins, but Pittsburgh's really been digging in defensively. I could see them doing that after the 7-5, you know, Wild West shootout loss to the Boston Bruins over the weekend. And I like the way the Rangers are not only playing better defensively, but Shesterkin and net has been good. So... Uh, that's what's keeping me off the over. Normally I bet an over with the Rangers against the Penguins, but not this time. For me, just the Rangers here, minus 120. Alex, what do you think about this game?
4: Yeah, I like the Rangers' uh, money line as well. I wouldn't play this in regulation because these two teams do have a tendency to play close enough to where we've seen some of their games go uh, past 60 minutes. And, and, you know, like you said, if you like the over, I would say wait and play it in game, maybe get an adjusted price around five and a half. Uh, I could see some go- going just slightly over, but at six, I don't really like it that much. Uh, like I said, Sirkin playing well. Uh, Tristan Jari, he was looking good before the injury, you know, uh, so they like said, we we'll remain to see how he'll be in his first game back. But uh, I, I think this is a good spot for New York and, you know, Pittsburgh dealing with a bunch of injuries. Brandon Tanev had to be uh, put on the IR now. So the injury bug keeps hitting this Pittsburgh team, and it's going to have to hurt him at some point.
3: Yeah, I mean, they've done a yeoman's work with all the guys out. You know, Bluger, Kapanen, Malkin, Tanev. I mean, that's a lot of uh, artillery up front that is uh, out of the lineup here for this uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. And uh, they've gotten, you know, everything they could ask for out of Crosby and Gensel and Rust and Jared McCann has stepped up. You've seen uh, even Evan Rodriguez in a depth center role uh, chip in a little bit as well. But I think that can only keep going for so long here. Uh, I like the Rangers here at home uh, in this one. A lot of injuries to overcome for the Penguins. Uh, Tampa Bay Columbus, we've got the uh, Lightning minus 210. Uh, road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, it's just uh, snowballing on the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. I mean, it's just they can't get out of their own way. I think they've lost seven of their last eight or eight of their last nine. It's been an absolutely rough go uh, for the Jackets. Uh, they get absolutely uh, smoked by the Florida Panthers uh, in back-to-back games over the weekend, 5-2, uh, and then a uh, 3 nothing lo- loss the, uh, uh, in the rematch. Just a dreadful Dreadful uh, run for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. The offense is lifeless. Patrick Liney's done diddly squat, jack shit, jack squat, whatever you want to say. Uh, I've, I've talked about that ad nauseum. What is he now? One goal in 20 games now uh, and counting for this uh, Columbus team. That's hard to fathom. You know, the guy's brought in here to be an offensive force. Uh, he's not scoring. That's the one thing he can do score goals. He's not doing that. And he thinks his game's fine. You know his his coach and his GM are saying he's got to dig for the dig for the puck, battle for the puck more than he does. Go in the corners, go to the front of the net more often than not. And he says, no, my game is just getting the puck sent to me and shooting. Uh, that's great, Patrick. Way to go. Way to way to really dig in and uh, get things done for your team. Uh, outstanding work ethic. Outstanding. Just I'll do whatever it takes to help you guys. Uh, it's a mess. He's tuned out Tortorella, and I think Tortorella's had it with him. You know, and it's, and it's really splintering, I think, the, the dressing room inside. I really believe that. I think that it's a frayed, tense dressing room right now. It's not a happy one because you're losing every single game. I mean, there's just all kinds of problems right now with this Columbus team. And you've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, off a – I'm really, really mad I didn't bet anything on Detroit Sunday uh, against Tampa Bay. No one. They were down to Christopher Gibson uh, called up from the AHL in net uh, with uh, – Curtis McElhaney ailing, and of course, they rested uh, Andre Basilevsky. I figured it could be a little bit of a flat spot for Tampa. It sure was. I mean, they were flat as could be uh, against the Detroit Red Wings, who uh, won decisively uh, in that Sunday afternoon game against Tampa Bay. But you would expect a bounce-back effort here from uh, the Lightning uh, in this game. Uh, They've always been a team that I'm very, very uh, interested, at the very least, when it comes to betting on them following a loss. And that wasn't just any. Uh, ordinary loss. that was a uh, pretty much a decisive. we got our ass handed to us by of all teams, you know one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, I would expect Tampa Bay to be better. It still concerns me, Alex, that they're banged up a little on the blue line. they've had some injuries back there and they really haven't been as good on the blue line with uh, some of these guys out. you know, Eric Chernak uh, out of the lineup uh, due to injury on Ruta as well. but they did get Ryan McDonough back uh, recently from injury, which uh, definitely helps. Uh, for this uh, Lightning team, uh, key blue liner for them. And it's not like Columbus has any sort of chemistry or any sort of confidence uh, offensively right now uh, in recent games with what we've seen, or I should say what we haven't seen uh, from them at the offensive end. So I'm on Tampa Bay here. I'm going to go a little safe uh, in regulation, uh, minus 135. Uh, The puck line, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that either for a little more value, but I'm just going to play it a little bit more safer because I've seen Tampa Bay win a lot of these games by exactly one goal lately. And, uh, I could see that being the case here. So Tampa in regulation here, minus 135. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Lightning, Blue Jackets.
4: I like that too. And you can shop around. I was able to grab a minus 120 uh, at one offshore book. So uh, definitely shop around for that. But I, I like Tampa in regulation too. You have, this is a, a, something that we use more often in football or college basketball, I mean, hockey, but you have a double revenge situation. You got Tampa Bay coming off of a big blowout loss in their last game against Detroit, but they also lost the last meeting against this Columbus team uh, a while back, too. I think they're really going to be amped up here uh, to get a win. Like I said, Columbus has lost seven of their last eight. They've been held to two goals or fewer in five uh, of their last six games. Uh, like I said, this is this offense is, is just kind of free-falling along with everything else for Columbus, where Tampa Bay, yeah, they have some you know issues on the back end, but their offense is more than, uh, you know, Healthy and accommodating enough to to take care of business alone. So uh, I like Tampa Bay regulation. Like I said, shop around. I got minus a dollar twenty, but I like it all the way up to minus thirty or thirty-five as well. So.
3: All right, we're both liking the lightning here in regulation. Uh, Dylan Turner in the chat, Tampa first period, yeah, the puck line option on first period, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily argue with that. Columbus did get out of the first period no score with Florida, though, and they really play tight early in games, Columbus, defensively. So that's why maybe you you get this game tied in the first period, and that's why I I worry a little about the first period puck line, and I prefer regulation full game. Columbus
4: Oh, St. Columbus has gone under the first period in five straight games and also uh, without a goal in the first 10 minutes in their last five games. So uh, even though, you know, Tampa has the propensity to score at will, I don't think it's going to be a lot early. So you might be able to find even better adjusted prices uh, if you like the side or a total betting again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Good point. It might be one of those games where if you if you're interested at all and thinking the game will open up and goals wait, Maybe you get uh, a sluggish first period, which is, again, as Alex alluded to, it's been the pattern uh, with the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, no question about that. All right, Boston, Philadelphia. Uh, by the way, the regulation line, I'll, I'll I'll mention why I feel it's safer with Tampa Bay. Look at the Winnipeg-Ottawa game last night. Man, am i thanking my lucky stars. I said take, uh, that I took Winnipeg regulation instead of the puck line. Could you imagine that? They're up 4-1. Ottawa gets those two goals in the third period. It ends four three, and you don't get the empty netter from the Winnipeg Jets. So, uh, this time of year, especially, Alex, you've talked about it recently on with the show, uh, on the show with me here. about there's so many one goal games. There's so many tight games. Somehow, some way, uh, these games end up pretty competitive, pretty close. When it's all said and done, makes it tricky, makes it hard to lay puck lines minus one and a half right now. It
4: it's been the last three seasons uh, where I've seen I've, I've never seen as many empty net goals missed. You know, in, in the 90s, you had tight games, but when there was an uh, empty net, it seemed like 90% of the time they were going to convert that goal uh, to give that two-goal lead. And I remember, you know, back in the early, you know, 2010s, I was making money left and right betting, uh, you know, laying the puck line. These days, you just can't do it now because their teams, uh, you know, they aren't trying to go for that empty net because if they miss it, it's an automatic icing face back in their zone. So they're just trying to dump it along the boards, let it go, you know, and, and just, crossing into the the opposing zone. Uh, they're not going for those empty net goals. So it's it's really risky now, like I said, and especially it's all about points at this point uh, for most of these teams. So, if, like I said, if they get the overtime, you know, they'll take that and and, and take their chances in, uh, you know, in the overtime of the shootout. So those one-and-a-halves don't want to lay them. Uh, you may be able to take them with some really bad teams late too. Like we talk about, you know, Buffalo. Some of those teams start looking like they have some energy, you know, late in the season, kind of want to disrupt one of the top teams in the league maybe you get a good price with a plus one and a half, but I'm not laying any puck lines now until probably the playoffs.
3: Yeah. It's not that I don't like and someone in the chest. You really don't like Patrick Lyon. It's not that I don't like him. I don't like his game right now. It's terrible. He should be a lot better than he is right now. And he should be willing to work a lot more than he does for what he's expect, what's expected of him, what he's getting paid. Uh, but Hey, that's uh that's, he's got to be willing to put in that commitment. I just find it hilarious that he said, you know, <laughs> this is my game. Uh I'm not he's what he said is I'm not changing he said it's get the puck given to me pass, someone gives me the puck passes the puck to me and I shoot it that's my game He's basically saying, I'm not changing. He's acting like I'm the perfect player. I'm as good as I can be. There's nothing wrong. I'm I'm great. I'm perfect. There's he's nothing good. wrong with my game. Could you imagine if – and yet he's gone one goal in his last 20 games and he still thinks, wow, this is my game. It's perfect. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Could you imagine if I come through a 2-10 and 10 night on the betting board and I say, well, there's nothing I can do to improve. I'm as good as I can be coming off 2-10 and 10 on the betting board. Could you imagine no. if I said that? Nobody's going to listen to that. Nobody's going to – Think anything of me for saying something like that? It's unacceptable. Two and ten. He should think that way about one goal in twenty games. What's
4: the yes, so difference? is basically the hockey version of Keyshawn Johnson. You know, pass me the damn ball. uh That's what it seems like. And like I said, that that kind of mentality isn't going to work wherever you are, but especially not in Columbus, and especially not with a coach like John Tortorella. So, uh you know, that that's a bit concerning for that franchise because. You know, the way that things are going with Columbus, they're going to have to break some things apart. But if you were able to keep lining and sign him to a big deal, make him your your franchise centerpiece and build around him, uh, you know, they have that option now and, and only now. But if you're hearing quotes like that, this might not be the guy you want uh, building a team after. Uh, you probably want a little bit, you know, stronger character, stronger willed, uh, you know, and willing to make adjustments for the club, not just himself. So, uh, you know, they
3: might have to part ways with him at the end of the year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just hilarious. So this this is my game. I get the puck sent to me at passing it. I'm not changing. Yeah, one goal in 20 games. That's that, that's your game right now. Yeah, two and ten. If I go that on the betting board, yeah, that that's my style to go two and ten betting the board uh, on a certain night. That's my style. I'm not changing. It's ridiculous to hear stuff like that. It is. Uh, Jimmy, we got Jimmy Murphy with us now uh, on the show. Uh, Jimmy, uh, welcome in uh, to the show. Good to have you with us again. We've gotten through the first three games. Buffalo, Jersey. Pittsburgh Rangers, Tampa Columbus. Uh, what's your thoughts from a betting standpoint with those three?
5: Uh, well, as far as the Buffalo-Jersey uh, game goes, I'm just wondering who, who's going to be in the lineup uh, and who who might be traded by the time the game starts uh, right now. I mean, a lot of guys getting held out with those teams right now. I know Palmieri will be out. Obviously, Taylor Hall as well. Um, I would say that that leans a little towards the under there, guys. and I, I'm going to pass on the game, but – um, You know, that's a lot well, – I guess not a lot of scoring in a Taylor Hall sense, Um, but in a Kyle Palmieri sense, what he brings to that offense in Jersey is huge. So I don't see them scoring many goals. So I would lean to the under maybe just because both teams are struggling so much. But what I will do is do the um, under on the Devils team total uh, just because of Palmieri being out.
3: That is a huge loss. And, of course, Paul Mary on the Jersey side – of course, we mentioned Taylor Hall on the uh, Buffalo side held out of the lineup due to a potential trade. I think I think it's a addition by subtraction for Buffalo with no Taylor Hall. You'll get someone that's actually <laughs> going to compete and work ethic will be there. And yeah. say, Damn, I give a shit is finally going to show up in his position with whoever takes his place uh, tonight. Uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, all right, so Pittsburgh Rangers, uh, Jimmy. I like Buffalo, by the way, in that game. I took the shot with the Sabres uh, at the plus price tonight. You know, they they actually could be 3-0 and in their last three games, but uh, starting to perk up for Granado there.
5: Yeah, and, and really, too, that's a smart bet, uh, and you know, because you think about the fact that not only is Palmieri a huge scorer for that team, remember, by all accounts from people I talk to with the team, he's a big leader in that dressing room, too. So now you're taking that out of the equation. They got a lot of young kids. That can put them all out of sorts when stuff like this happens, or it's sort of like this impending doom. Like, you know you're about to lose a huge leader in your room. So, um, yeah, I I would say that's a smart bet for sure. Uh, As far as the Pittsburgh and Rangers go, I love the over in this one. Uh, These guys like to uh, go at it when they play, do a little shinny on the ice there. So I'm all over the over. That's an official play for me.
3: All right, uh, over for uh, Jimmy. And I lean over, but it's just I like the way Pittsburgh had been – well, prior to Saturday against Boston, the way they had been playing defensively and uh, turkin in good form. But, yeah, historically it's been a good over uh, in terms of uh, those two teams had to add. And Tampa-Columbus, Alex and I both like lightning and regulation there.
5: Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one, guys, just because uh, it's one of those games where I start to keep an eye on these ones where, you know, you've got a dominant team facing a team that's just out of it. You know, but at the same time, we've seen so many of those out of it teams drive these much more dominant teams, uh, give them fits down a stretch there and cost them some valuable points. And Columbus seemed to have that written all over to me. Like, I don't think they're going to even make any push towards the playoffs here. I think they're going to sell some assets at the deadline, but they're scrappy. They always happen. That's one thing we can't take away from them. You were just talking about Taylor Hall not wanting to play and and having no spirit or no will and no drive. That's not the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's the reason I'll keep an eye on them. I'm just going to pass in this game.
3: All right, we move on now. Uh, Boston, Philadelphia. Good timing for Jimmy to be joining us here to talk about these Bruins. Minus 130 road favorites in Philly, five and a half the total. I'm going to come right back to the over here in this game with these two teams tonight. I mean, it fell short last night, but I think it's going to get there. There were certainly a multitude of chances uh, for both teams. Carter Hart will be back in net. Look, I mean, he was a little bit better against the Islanders in his first start after he had that little time away from the team, but they played really good in front of him. I'm going to need to see more uh, evidence of him having turned his game around. Just not enough using one game that he was a little bit better. I need to see more. And of course, for Boston, Tuka Rask out, uh, Yaroslav Halak on the COVID-19 reserve list, Dan Vladar starting last night. So you don't want to put him in on a back-to-back. So it's Jeremy Swayman time. Uh, in net for the uh, US tonight. Good numbers in the AHL. Can you do it in the NHL? I'm, I'm always skeptical. Got to show me first uh, if that's the case. Uh, so I fell short last night over the total with these two teams. I'm coming back to it. Nothing on the side, but I'm on the, uh, over five and a half here. Boston, Philadelphia here. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Bruins and Flyers. Yeah, I like this over here as well. You're getting a good
4: price at a at $1.10. uh like saying, you, you know, uh, possibly, you know, the uh, debut of Swayman and net. Carter Hart's playing, you know, how he's struggled. Uh, also, these two teams have gone over for the last six meetings overall and for the last six meetings uh, when playing in Philly. So I uh, definitely can see goals going back and forth. Obviously, you know, uh, two points that are, def- you know, desperately needed for both clubs. So it should be a-, a fun and spirited game. I like the over.
3: All right. Liking the uh, over here in this one between the uh, uh, Ruins and Philadelphia Flyers. There we go. We got our background back. uh, uh we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fix the logo. You're right. We can't have Alex's face covered up like that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to work out. We're going to put it on the bottom of the screen. We want to put the DraftKings p- promo code on at all times uh, during the show. But, uh, yeah, we'll put it in a situation where we'll make sure we can put that on the corner uh, of the screen uh, as well. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Boston, Philly. Well,
5: I'm saying we, we already got a little DraftKings there, so we'll compensate for now, guys. Um, yeah, this there you, game, go. you know, I, I, I would think that, you, you know – I I I immediately thought over when I woke up today and I started looking at this game and thinking about you know a lot of the meetings they've had. But at the same time, I remember going over on uh, Dan Vladar's start a couple weeks back, or now it's a, actually we're going back about a month almost uh, when he went in against Pittsburgh and made thirty four saves uh, in a two one Bruins win. Yeah, they dug
3: deep for him. They did. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: and I kind of get the feeling this is one of those spots for the Bruins, especially coming off that loss last night, uh, especially knowing that, you know, the more Bruce Cassidy talks about it, this could be their tandem for at least the next few games. I mean, took a rest on the trip, but I, I don't see him getting in on this trip. Uh, who knows? Maybe Saturday at the earliest. But, you know, knowing that, the Bruins have to start to adjust to that, and they're going to want to, you know, like you said, buckle it down, Tighten up the neutral zone there. Uh I like the underness. I really do. And 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 then the other reason I go on the Philly's side is Carter Hart. I mean, this guy's due. Uh, he, you know, it's kind of make it or break it. He's had his little mental break. He's he's probably done a lot of video watching. He's gonna come back. We know the kids made it. He's a highly touted goalie. He can't be this bad. So my my feel is maybe this is a night where we get a nice little goaltending duel in Philly.
3: It's uh, there's 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 good reasoning for that. I'll I will admit that. Uh hopefully not, but we'll see. Uh Boston, Philadelphia <laughs> under five and a, yeah, exactly. Boston uh Philly under five and a half. I lean Bruins here after they lost last night. Uh yeah, I, one. Would too. I think they bounced because they did win that start. Remember, first start for are they won it against a very good Pittsburgh team. And uh so I would lean a little to the Bruins here as well. You can get them around minus one thirty. Uh, but I'm going to stick with that over. Hope for the best.
5: Guys, quickly, too. It would be a great – I mean, Alex loves to do it. You know, this is great in-game betting, I think. Once you start to see where these goalies are at mentally and if they're making those good stops or even the easy stops, and Carter Hart's uh, sake lately. But, you know, just watch that and, and, and get a feel for where these goalies are at because I think both teams really are going to rally around their goalies here if they give them something to rally around.
3: No doubt. Uh, Definitely uh, good things to consider here. Washington Capitals, New York Islanders, uh, Islanders minus 125 to minus 130. uh, Home favorites, the total five and a half across the board here. Remember, I was on Washington in this building just recently, and they just got wiped out by the Islanders. And uh, uh, I'm not not in a rush to get back to Washington here. Uh, I, I initially leaned Washington here, but uh, I'll tell you what, they're still giving up too many chances, too many shots, too many quality looks. The goaltending from Samsonov and from Vanichek hasn't been quite as sharp lately. Uh, the Islanders you know, took it to them in that game. I think Washington will definitely be looking to you know, fire back strong tonight uh, with a much better game, but I'm not as in a hurry to back at the Capitals as I was last week when I paid the price for it. What I am going to go with is the over here because the Islanders are on an incredible oversurge at home. Uh, unbelievable how they've been trending over the total on home ice Washington's leaky defensively Uh, the Islanders even without Lee they showed in the against the Capitals last week they could find the back of the net Beauvilliers been excellent lately offensively Jordan Eberle's picked it up Matthew Barzell has been terrific uh, of late as well for the uh, Islanders Uh, they've got some other guys that have stepped up in the absence of their captain you know Washington's always a threat to score and it's not like Uh, Semyon Varlamov in net for the Islanders has been as good lately. He's kind of fighting the puck a little bit with Backstrom, Oshie Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, uh, all in good form offensively right now for this Washington team. They should be able to contribute some offense here as well. So uh, nothing on the side, but do like over five and a half with Washington and the New York Islanders. Alex, Capitals Islanders.
4: Yeah, I lean with the over uh, five and a half, like you mentioned, you know, Islanders. Finally getting some some solid offense and Washington's always good to score. They've gone over five in five of their last seven games. But I worry a little bit because of how uh high a score in this affair was the last, you know, you know, time before out where they said eight that eight, four final. I think both teams are kind of gonna be focused more defensively, especially early in the game, uh, to make sure that it won't be, you know, a goal fest like it was in, in, in that time out. So uh I lean with the over, but it's not gonna make my my car. There's other plays I like.
3: Alright, just to lean to the over, nothing officially. Jimmy, what do you think here with the Caps and the Islanders?
5: I'm with you, Ian. I love the over in this, and I'll actually uh, get even more specific on that over and making it official is the first period over in this game. Uh, these two teams do war when they get together, and they know they're the, they're the beasts of the East right now, and they're the teams to beat. And they, they, I think this is those type of games you want to play in, if you're both teams, as you head into the playoffs and you start to gear up for that, to test where you're at, you know, and, and go against the best. So, I I see a back-and-forth game for this one as well, but I'll stick with the first period over.
3: All right, like in the first period over specifically uh, in this one with the Capitals and the Islanders, that's definitely one of the games of the night for sure. Uh, This is pretty right there with it, Florida and Carolina. Uh, It should be a dandy, two of the top teams battling for first place uh, in the Central Division right now. We've got Carolina minus 155 uh, home favorites here, the total six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, the Florida Panthers, I've got to give them just a ton of credit. No letdown, no decline in their game, really, uh, in the absence of Aaron Ekblad from that uh, awful injury he suffered last weekend against Dallas. Uh, they have just found a way to keep their head down, keep playing. Uh, they have gotten, you know, solid defensive play from everybody else. I mean, I give them credit defensively uh, when you've uh, seen what they've been able to do. Uh, Yandel stepped up. Uh, you know, Wegar's been excellent. Uh, strawman, steady as can be uh on that blue line, one of their better stay-at-home defensemen. And up front, Alexander Barkov. Look, he is showing you why he was named captain. This guy's been excellent, absolutely outstanding on the ice offensively. His two-way game, guys, that doesn't get talked about enough. He's excellent away from the puck. He cares, he competes away from the puck. The Finn is having an outstanding season. He's, he's definitely living up to why he was named the captain. He's been excellent. Hornquist, Carter Verhage has been good. Huberto, of course. And how about Alex Wenberg? And it must've pissed off the Columbus that, and Tortorella specifically, that he couldn't get Alex Wenberg to play uh, consistently and produce for him in Columbus. And here he is lighting up his former team now as a member of the Florida Panthers over the weekend. So Alex Wenberg You know, he's always had the skill, he's always had the ability. He's kind of had a little Patrick Lyonnais in him, believe it or not. A little lazy at times, not exactly uh, fighting to get loose pucks. All of that has been a problem for him in the past, but he's found a home here in Florida, and he's playing well right now with the Panthers. On the flip side, you got Carolina, uh, you know, coming off a a split over the weekend against the Dallas Stars. Peter Morozic being back uh, in net for the uh, Hurricanes now, uh, returning from injury. No rust whatsoever. For him in that he was outstanding uh, in the first uh, start for him uh, against the Dallas Stars. So that's a good sign for uh, Morozik moving forward. He's confirmed in that Bobrovsky uh, for the Florida Panthers will start uh, for them tonight. It's a tricky game. I would rather sit back and watch it. Uh, Florida has been excellent. I would lean to the plus price with the Panthers. But the, the one issue about them post-Ekblad injury, guys, impressive as they've been. Detroit, Columbus were the teams they played. And Columbus, of course, is reeling as reeling like any other, as much if not more than any other team in the NHL right now. So that's the problem. This is a step up now for this Florida Panthers team, post Ekblad from Detroit and from Columbus. We'll see if they're ready for it. Uh, Should be a good one. Uh, I'm not involved in it either way, uh, side or total uh, in this one. Alex, what do you think? Florida, Carolina.
4: I like the regulation draw here. I was able to grab it at a plus three thirty price which I think is great yes. considering that three of the last four meetings have gone into overtime uh, and usually in comeback fashion, you see one team jump out ahead and the other one come back and, and tie it up late. So uh, this is a spot. I, I don't want to go against Florida sidewise the way they're playing right now they're on a nice little run. Uh, and like you said, Mrazic, you know, looks sharp in the first start out, but, you know, sometimes you wonder, like you said, with those goalies coming back from long injuries, you know, it may take, you know, it could be one or two games. And then all of a sudden you see them kind of fall apart. So, that, you know, the, I don't want to take a shot out of the way on the side, but I'm just going to play this regulation draw. I can definitely see this one being uh, another tight contest that goes past 60 minutes.
3: I wouldn't argue with that. I might even put a little couple bucks on that, too, the draw. This seems like a one-goal game either way. they played a lot of competitive games, a lot of close games, some overtime games this year uh, as well, Florida and Carolina. That draw is a good thought there, Alex, a draw at plus 330. Definitely, I could see this one being a tight game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Florida, Carolina should be a good one.
5: I'll tell you, I love the over in this. Uh, These guys tend to go over, I think, uh, what is it, four of the last five, I think I saw. So, you know, I I like the over in that, but that's a great bet as well, Alex. I I think, you know, like we're going back to that other game there where you get two contenders going head-to-head right now, trying to establish ground as they go down the stretch here. They know that. And I think Florida, the last time, if you remember, what was it, about a month ago, where people were starting to catch on to Florida and really hyping them, and then they fell flat. I think they're starting to hype them again, and I think the Panthers know that, and they want to prove that they're not just some mirage. They're 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 for real. So I like the over in this, and I could definitely see a draw.
3: You liking the uh, all right, Jimmy? Liking the over in this game between Florida and Carolina? I would lean to that way from a total standpoint, point too. Uh, I don't know why I'm hesitant on that. I bet a lot of these Florida Carolina games over this year, but with the six instead of the five and a half, with Marazic looking so good uh, on Sunday. And even Florida, I mean, they've been very, very good defensively uh, of late. I think they've even dug down even deeper defensively without Ekblad, trying to prove that, hey, we can still keep the puck out of our own net without him. So I think that's all played into it. But uh, definitely there have been uh, some overs with those two teams throughout the season. Nashville-Detroit, we've got Nashville, uh, minus 155, road favorites, total five and a half shade to the under. I wouldn't argue with anyone taking Nashville. They're certainly playing well, Uh, no question about that, finding ways to win trying to make this push for the playoffs. Like, look, all of a sudden, they're a team that's making a push for a playoff spot, and they played like it. Uh, they do have a couple of injuries, though, you want to be aware of going into this game. Philip Forsberg is still day-to-day. Now Victor Arvidsson is out. They're already without Borvietsky and Ellis on the blue line and Spiza on the blue line as well, Duchesne's on the IR. So there's a lot of key cogs out for Nashville, but, hey, Eli Tol- Tolvanen has been outstanding uh, of late for this team. Uh, Cali Yarncroke has been good uh, in recent games, giving them a little bit of scoring punch. Yosi and uh, Ekholm, obviously on the blue line, are healthy again. Uh, they're, and they're still finding ways to win. And finally, uh, UC Saros is playing great in net for this uh, Nashville team. So, yeah, I'm definitely not in any not have it, do not do not have any interest betting against Nashville right now. But with the injuries, the price is pretty rich. This is now we'll see what Nashville is made of. You're expected to win. You're now being priced as high as you've been in a very long time, minus one fifty-five uh, road favorite here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, lean Nashville in regulation, but I'm going to pass on it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Predators, Red Wings. I'm
4: actually going to take a shot here with this first period over. You can get it at plus a dollar five or plus a dollar ten if you shop around. Uh, five of the last eight meetings have gone over in the first period, uh, and this was a series that Detroit for years had dominated, but now the tide has turned. And, uh, Nashville's won five of the last seven meetings, and obviously they're still in good form. They had that loss to snap the streak against Dallas, dropped four to one. They came right back and uh, played Chicago, shut them out three nothing in a game where they pretty much didn't have to do much of anything. Uh, the Hawks kind of sleptwalk in that game, so uh, I think you know, like I said, they're still you know make, trying to make that push for the playoff spot, uh, and it, you know that's the way I would be leaning if I had to play a side. But I like this first period over a bit more, especially at a plus price.
3: All right. Over one and a half at a plus price here with the uh, Nashville Predators, Detroit Red Wings uh, in the first period. Jimmy, uh, Nashville, Detroit.
5: I'm going to go with the same thing. I I like that as well. And, you know, good points on Nashville there, too. Still trying to figure out what they're going to do here in the coming week, guys. But uh, they have been interesting to watch for sure. And I I think, uh, you know, not only have they changed the trade market in the NHL, I think they've changed the betting market as well.
3: Exactly. But well, now we're not sure if this team is going to be sellers again at the trade deadline, which we thought for sure. Lock, stock and barrel. Nashville is just, you know, putting the for sale sign up on the front lawn and uh, ready to give away Garvinson and Grandland and Eckholm. And those were the three big guys on this Nashville team rumored in trades. And now you're not so sure. And David Poyle for a GM that's used to competing in the playoffs, used to, you know, winning every year. You got to try to convince that guy, give up on the season, sell off when you're right there in the mix to make the playoffs. So that's not going to be an easy sell job. Uh, and I could see Poyle hanging on to all these assets and actually trying to make the playoffs now at this rate. I'm not sure if it's good for the franchise long-term. I don't think it is, but hey, you know, it's it's hard to convince The guy that's been winning as long as David Poyle is consistently year in and year out as a general manager to just all of a sudden try to convince him, hey, don't go for it this year. Uh, Think about the long term process. What long term process? He's an older GM anyway. There is no long term future for him, probably uh, as a general manager with the Predators. So uh, interesting to see how they play it going into next Monday's trade deadline. Uh, We've got the Dallas Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks. Dallas minus 115 uh, road favorites here. Total five and a half shaded the under. Uh, Dallas said this was a make-or-break road trip for our season. Uh, They put emphasis on it going in. They split with Nashville. They split with Carolina. Nashville playing good hockey. Carolina's obviously had a great season. So to split with both of those teams is actually not bad uh, here for the Dallas Stars. I lean to Dallas here at minus 120 in this game a little bit uh, against Chicago. I think the Blackhawks are slowly but surely fading uh, a little bit. Uh, Not a very good uh, result for them. Saturday against Nashville. Oh, Nashville's losing guys left and right to injury in that game. And Chicago still can't do anything about it uh, against the Nashville Predators uh, on Saturday. So uh, I think these are two teams going in opposite directions a little bit. Dallas, for me, would be the side I'd look at, minus 115 in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Stars taking on the Blackhawks.
4: I'm going to pass on this game. I mean, the Hawks looked like shit on Saturday. The game was absolutely awful to watch. And uh, even though they've played well against Dallas, they've won six of the last nine meetings. And it's kevin lincoln in the net who's uh been the mvp without question i mean it's, it's him and patrick Kane, pretty much as co-mvps of this club uh this season so hard to to, to fade him personally uh especially against the dallas team know we've seen lay more eggs than not this year so i'm just gonna stay away
3: from it all the other all right a pass for uh, alex here uh, jimmy what do you think dallas chicago
5: same i'm passing on this i have absolutely no feel on it for some reason
3: all right. Nothing wrong with that. So uh, all we go, Anaheim, San Jose.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a tough one. I just like, I, I said I was going to back Dallas a few times on this road trip and I took them uh, and off the loss on the road trip. They've been perfect so far. They lost the first game to Nashville, bounced back and won. Uh, and then they won against Carolina in the first game. They lost the second game, but Mrazik was pretty good. Uh, I think they bounced back here. Prices. Not terrible. Minus one ten, minus one fifteen. So uh, that's why I like Dallas a little. And I like their form a little bit better right now as well. Uh, Anaheim, San Jose. We've got the uh, Sharks' final game on this slate. San Jose minus one seventy to minus one seventy five home favorites. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, John Gibson, of course, uh, returning uh, to to the net from the for the Anaheim Ducks uh, the other night against Arizona. Uh, Expected to see him back. San Jose. I mean, what a run it's been for the Sharks. Uh, They have just found. They found their game. Martin Jones has found his game. They've never had issues scoring goals. You know, they've had nice seasons offensively from Logan Couture, Evander Kane, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc. You know, they've got forwards that can put the puck in the net that have done that. Uh, But here's the issue now: San Jose is minus 170. That's the issue for me. Yeah. Now you're expected to win. Now you're favored. Now you're expected to beat teams. Let's see if you can keep it up. You know, sometimes you've taken teams by surprise, like Minnesota. Maybe they they, they look past you a little bit. Uh, Now you're expected to win. Can you keep this up if you're the San Jose Sharks? And, look, Martin Jones has been good. He's back in net right now. A lot of those good starts have been against his former team, the LA Kings. But you also can't deny he was very good uh, in those games. We'll see if he can do it outside of playing uh, the Los Angeles Kings here, Martin Jones in net. But he has played better. Uh, in recent games, there's no denying that. That's why Bob Bugner uh, is rolling with him uh, in most games now uh, in between the pipes. and Anaheim, I just don't know if I uh, fully trust them here in this game. Offensively, it's still very, very hit or miss with them. Uh, they've still got a ton of injuries as well. Uh, up front, Troy Terry's out. Ryan Getzlaff is day-to-day. Uh, Ricard Raquel is on IR. Now they put Sam Steele on IR. It is a riddled team. And, of course, I've mentioned already, you know, Hampus Lindholm. Uh, out due to injury as well. And the defense has really uh, hurt them a little bit on the back end as well. Raquel and are still expected to be out indeed. Someone asking in the chat about that. For the Sharks, uh, Matt Nieto on IR, uh, but he's been out for a while, and Vlasic remains out. But uh, definitely more injuries and a shorthanded Ducks team, uh, no question. So uh, I would only look San Jose, but this is just not at all the price I'm interested back in the Sharks. Maybe the over, I'll get there with that. We'll see over five and a half minus half minus one fifteen. That would be, that would be the thing I'd be closest to betting here uh, with this game between the ducks and the sharks. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here with Anaheim San Jose?
4: Well, I've been riding this for a while as uh, you know, many of you know, obviously first period overs are a specialty of mine. And and, you know, the Western division has been uh, the, the area to bet these first period totals and Anaheim's one of those teams, they're eight and two uh, in their last 10 going over in the first period, even with John Gibson coming back, uh, he was giving up some rebounds and, uh, you know Arizona to able to find the net a couple of times in, in that first period. So uh, that's where I'm gonna be going at here. You can get it uh, around the dollar five or dollar ten. Uh, so I think it's as high as minus a dollar fifteen. but I like it with anywhere in that pick-em uh, price range, go with the ducks and sharks over the first period.
3: All right, over one and a half first period, and you're right, Alex posted some trends for certain teams, Anaheim, Colorado. Couple of those teams that have been heavy, heavy trending to the first period over lately. Ducks definitely have been one of those teams. And that's probably what I'll do tonight. Like I'm, the overs, I like like Boston, Philly, Washington Islanders, and, and uh, this game here, Anaheim San Jose. I'll probably split the first period over, full game over, just like I did last night. It worked out pretty well. Uh, most of those games that went over for the full game also went over in the first period. So we'll see if that continues tonight, Jimmy. What do you think here, Anaheim San Jose?
5: I like that as well. I I would definitely, uh, split that. Uh, and I think I will, I'll make that an official one as well. Uh, just like you, but another thing I would look at too, is, uh, it's hard to, you know, I didn't think two weeks ago, I'd be saying this seems like a trap game for the San Jose Sharks, but (laughs) they are winning, you know, they're, and like you said, the the, the odds makers are catching on too. You're not getting as much value right now. And it just seems like one of those spots you got Gibson coming back, could kind of rally the troops in Anaheim there. And, it uh, just seems like a trap to me. So I'm going to also play uh, the Ducks on the money line as an underdog in this.
3: All right, going for the big dog. Yeah, let's prove it. Uh, almost like a prove-it game, right, Jimmy? Prove that you should be yep. a minus 170 favorites. I know you're playing better, but when the hell's the last time San Jose's been favored by this much? We haven't seen it all year. Uh, yeah. So let's see if uh, if they can withstand the expectations of Being the team you would think going into it is the better team on paper, but it doesn't always work that way. Uh, Jimmy's going to take a shot here with uh, Anaheim here uh, at the uh, plus price. Uh, But definitely we'll give the Sharks credit. We'll see if they can withstand prosperity tonight uh, in this game against the Ducks. All right, great stuff. That is the Tuesday NHL card. We've gotten through every game from a betting perspective. Uh, Before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, uh, and we've got daily NHL and NBA baseball is underway. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, lots going on. There's UFC, there's NFL draft later this month, and I'm sure draft props will be available on DraftKings as well. So a great time download that DraftKings sportsbook app, sign up for an account. You'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials and incentives, uh, download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for best bets, uh, for this, uh, Monday uh, edition, or sorry, this Tuesday edition, I should say, uh, of the Ice Guys Show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, best bet for Tuesday night? Yeah, the game we just talked about, Ducks and Sharks. Like that first
4: period over, minus a dollar ten. He uh, said, you know, Sharks haven't been struggling offensively. It's been their defense and their goaltending that's been spotty at times, and uh, we see some defensive lapses with Anaheim, which is the reason why they're eight and two uh, the last ten that first period over. So that's
3: gonna be my best bet with the first period over with Anaheim and San Jose. All right, Anaheim, San Jose, over one and a half, first period. Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you got lined up, best bet?
5: I'm going to go with that under in the uh, Bruins uh, flyers there. I'll make that my best bet. And uh, I hope uh, – did anyone take Baylor last night or what?
3: Uh, I did not. I took I Baylor every game
5: until last night like an idiot. So one of my buddies, just a good hockey story, I'm talking to him, and he says, take Baylor – take Baylor, man. I'm like, why? I mean, Gonzaga, that, they won the other night. Their destiny he goes, no, that's the whole point. This is a complete letdown game. And he referenced back to the 1980 U S Olympic team saying, they always said that the, when they beat Russia, that wasn't the toughest game. They had to play right. another game. Remember to get gold. Yep. And they yes, said, certainly. that was the toughest game, fighting that emotional letdown after such a dramatic win. And I think that's what happened to Gonzaga last night.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that, that there's definitely some truth to that, that there was a little bit of a shortfall in the physical and emotional gas tank after that UCLA game. It was just such an emotional game, draining game. It's hard to bounce back from that. But I, I don't want to chalk it all more up to that. This was more Baylor's just playing great. Baylor yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Baylor was outstanding. That's why they won that game. I'm just mad that uh, – and. Look, it's easy to say hindsight's 20-20. I get all that, but I was on Baylor every game in this tournament. I took them against Wisconsin and Villanova and Houston, and sure enough, I jumped off them and took Gonzaga last night. Ah. And What can you do? Uh, They deserve the show, Baylor. No question about that. Uh, But Great stuff, guys. Great show. Uh, My best bet for this card, uh, I'm going to go to the uh, let's see. It's, it's it's a tricky one to pick a best bet tonight. I don't love the card as much as I like yesterday. Yesterday and yesterday I crushed the card. It was a great day for me yesterday uh, with the Monday card. I don't like this one quite as much. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tampa in regulation here, minus 135. You got smacked down by the uh, by the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I think they bounce back strong. Columbus is just in a world of hurt. They can't get out of their own way right now. I don't even think being back at home matters a tinker's damn. Uh, for them right now, the way they're playing, uh, Tampa Bay in regulation for me minus one thirty-five against Columbus. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Tuesday card, and that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We uh, want to remind you that if you can't watch the show live on YouTube Monday through Friday at two p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern, uh, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in an audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, for Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great tuesday night enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you tomorrow on wednesday for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network
2: now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times we're all a little crazy
0: We're All a Little Crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network.
6: This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury.
2: This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin.
0: This is Darren Revelle, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance.
6: We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied.
2: And That's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone. Even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries.
0: The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah,
2: it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter.
6: We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working.
0: Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways.
6: This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time.
2: No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever
0: will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.